you have a Bible, please go to the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, chapter 1. So, just this has been in my heart as we begin a new season in the life of the church. Just to cry out to the Lord for his blessing and his grace. Next Wednesday, we'll begin a study through the book of Romans. So since we're going through the book of Matthew on Sunday, so this Sunday we'll begin uh, chapter 5, a new series on the Sermon on the Mount. So I thought, well, maybe we need something light for Wednesday, so we'll do Romans. So we do Romans beginning next week, and we just walk through the letter of Romans as, as we unpack Romans, which is a great book. So let's read Acts 1, 14. Acts 1, 14. And all these, that means all the disciples, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer, together with the women, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. And what I want us to see here is all of these, all the disciples, with one accord, they were devoting themselves to prayer. So they gather in Jerusalem, they're coming together. They are in the upper room, the Lord Jesus has ascended into the heavens. They're by themselves. This is after they received the Great Commission in Acts 1.8 to go to proclaim the gospel, to evangelize the lost in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. All of that is happening. The Lord gave them this vision, this Great Commission, to go to all places to make disciples to this small group of people. And what is the first thing they do? They develop a marketing strategy. No. They develop something else. No. They devoted themselves to prayer. They came before the Lord and they prayed. This is the first time in the first chapters of the book of Acts where he says to us that they devoted themselves to prayer. So we see that in Acts 1.14, but also we see the same pattern in Acts 2.42. This is what we see. So look with me right here. All this with one accord were devoting themselves to prayer. Acts 2.42. And they devoted themselves to the apostle teaching and the fellowship with the breaking of bread and prayers. So now twice in the first two chapters tells us that they were devoted to prayer. And then in Acts 6, but we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. These are the disciples, the leaders. You see, there's a devotion to prayer. They're going before the Lord. I mean, this is a fact through the book of Acts. They're going before the Lord asking him to bless them. Why? Because they do realize, or they did realize, that their task was something that they could not accomplish on their own power, that only the Lord through them could do it. So what they did, they prayed. And I think this is an invitation for us as a church to devote ourselves to prayer, for us to pray. But it's not only those three occasions that we see that they devoted themselves to prayer. There's a pattern through the book of Acts that we will see when they were facing challenges, conflict, threats, 
big decisions and persecution, they prayed. So I, have, I put some verses from the book of Acts right here uh, that I want to show you. Look at this. Acts 1.14. And all of this with one accord were devoted themselves to prayer. Acts 1.24. They prayed before they chose leaders. After persecution, they prayed. What happened? Great growth. Acts 6.6. 6. Praying before choosing leaders. Great growth. Acts 9. Praying for signs and wonders. Great growth. Acts 12, praying for the release of Peter from prison, and Peter was released. Acts 13, before they planted the first church in Antioch, they prayed. Acts 14, they prayed for new leaders. Acts 16, Paul is in prison uh, in Philippi, and he prayed for the conversion of the Philippian jailer. So they prayed. In the midst of conflict, they prayed. Persecution, they prayed. Threat, they prayed. You see, it, just, it doesn't say they developed great strategies. I'm not, nothing against strategies. It's, it's very important. But the emphasis is they were depending on the Lord. And the Lord was responding to them. And because of that, they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. And the Lord blessed them. I love how the word of God was multiplied. And thousands were saved thousands because they prayed. So this is the last one point that I have in this short message for you as we, before we continue uh, in prayer and in singing. is this one. Let's reject the spirit of self-reliance and become desperate for the Lord. Be devoted to prayer. Let's reject the spirit of self-reliance and become desperate for the Lord and be devoted to prayer. I think if someone asks me, well, thank you for asking, what is the greatest need that we have is that we will be devoted to prayer, that we will seek the Lord, that we will after him, and that the Lord will empower us to proclaim the gospel, to evangelize the lost, to raise leaders, to make disciples for the glory of Christ in Tampa, in our nation, and among all nations, that we will devote ourselves, that we will realize that we need him, that without him we are nothing, that we will feel the desperation that we need the Lord to do it in and through us. It's just beautiful. Here we see the disciples. They, Jesus went to heaven. They're with their Savior. He is now exalted. But they're by themselves. But they know that they have received the Holy Spirit. So they pray. They devote themselves to prayers. This has been heavy on my mind. I'm thinking about this for our church in this new season. Great dreams for the future about how the Lord will use us. A lot of ambition, gospel ambition for the sake of Christ, for us to raise leaders, to plant churches, to send missionaries, to evangelize the lost, for the next generations to be raised, that they will be faithful to the Lord, to equip them with apologetics, 
with theology, with Bible, that they will not be afraid of darkness, that they will be bold in the schools and college, everywhere they go to proclaim Jesus. But as I think about that, it's so easy for us to spend time on a whiteboard, on any computer, putting strategy together. Uh, CRM funnels. If you know what CRM, you will know what CRM is a system. Uh, strategy, how to do this, pipeline for missionaries and all of that, pipeline for disciples, pastoral residencies, all of that. New certificates for counseling and for equipping, for all of that. But if we do all of that and we devote our attention to a strategy and we don't seek the Lord, we're missing the point. We're missing the point. I'm not, I mean, I'm for a strategy. I'm not dismissing a strategy. It's important. But the first priority is to make sure that we are seeking the Lord. We have to be aware of this temptation for us to rely on ourselves. I mean, this week, the first meeting for the pastors, we came together on Tuesday. We went outside the building. We went to a different place. And we spent time reading Scripture, praying, and praising the Lord. We need to know His will. And we know His will, but we want to be in His will as we do this. We want to, we, to be blameless, to be empowered by Him, and to be united with one accord, knowing that He is with us. As you think about your own life, as you think about your family, work, school, relationships, financial issues, all, everything that God has put on your plate, the question that I have for you is, are you devoted to prayer? As you're overwhelmed with decisions that you have to make for your children, what they're going to college, what they're going to do, the situation at work, all of that, relationships, issues in the family, are you seeking the Lord in prayer? It's so easy to say, I'm trusting God. But then, this is what we do. We develop plan A, plan B, and plan C. But we say, I'm trusting God. But in reality, what we're doing is, I'm trusting plan A. If that one doesn't work, then plan B. If that one doesn't work, then plan C. But I'm really not trusting God. We need to know that apart from him, we can do nothing. And I think that was what happened to this group of disciples. They knew that they needed the Lord, that this great commission that was given to them was too big for them, that God's plan for the city and the nations was bigger than them, that they didn't have the military power, they didn't have the political connections, there were nothing in front of Rome. But they had the Spirit of God in their midst. And they prayed. And the Lord responded. The Lord responded. Think about this. Only in God's power 
we can do all that God has called us to do. For those of you who have children, that includes parenting. Your children are gifts from God, and He has entrusted them to you. Even the parenting of your children, you need the Lord. Pray and seek the Lord. You know what is beautiful? That the Lord, in the book of Acts, we see as they prayed, the Lord responded. They prayed, He responded. I mean, I've just saw this this past weekend. I mean, I can think about Rick Smith right here who was texting me and said, I'm praying for you. Uh, as I was praying, I said, what are you praying for? I said, well, I'm praying for on Sunday that Christ will be honored and that we will have a joyful unity as a church. And by God's grace, he gave us both. Christ was honored and we had a joyful unity. We want to give him praise because he responded. Yesterday, I was meeting with some friends here, and they said, can we talk tomorrow? I said, no, I cannot talk tomorrow morning because at 8 a.m. I have a breakfast with a friend. He's not a believer. I met him at LA Fitness, and we're having conversations. So I met with him this morning. He said, what is his name? I gave them his name. I met with him this morning. In breakfast, in a restaurant, he prayed, and he said, confessed Christ. And he said, now I want to be baptized. Praise God. So if we pray for God to save people, we want to rejoice when he answers and give him the praise and the glory that he deserves. Because it's so easy for us, as we see here, to say, well, they pray for that. But then we don't give him the praise for what he responded, for how he acted, how he worked. And I think we need to do that. Otherwise, we will be dismissing the power and the mercy of God in our lives. It's not only Acts 1 and Acts 2. I mean, let's go to Acts 4 and read verses 31. Just 31. Let's go Acts 4. I love the sound of the pages of the Bible turning. It's beautiful. Acts 4, verse 31. And he says, And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So let me give you a brief context about this verse. This is about the disciples, Peter and John, they were, I mean, they were, it's just so good. Let, let me go this. So in verse 13, when the leaders heard the disciples, John and Peter, they said, they saw the boldness Peter and John had, and they perceived that they were uneducated, common men. They were astonished, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. And then verse 19, they confronted them. So you cannot do this. We'll put you in prison. We will punish you. But just go back and don't say anything about Jesus. Verse 19. But Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. 
for we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. If we have heard Christ through the Bible, if we have seen Jesus through the Bible, I don't think we can stay quiet. And that was the case with them. So they were released. And then what they did after they were released, verse 23, when they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priest and the elders had said to them. Verse 24, and when they had heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, and they cried out to God. And that leads us to the context of verse 31. They prayed, and the Lord gave them boldness to proclaim the gospel. And that is my prayer for us in this season, that we will devote ourselves to the Lord that we will pray for boldness and faithfulness and that the Lord will use us to save the lost and to build up the church. That we will be energized, happy in Christ because we are seeking him who saved us, who's sustaining us, and he will use us for the sake of his name among all people. So now what I would like to do is with that charge to pray, we'll sing a song, and then Pastor Greg Murphy will come and lead us in a time of prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we praise you. We are grateful for your grace and your mercy. Father, I pray that we will be faithful to you, that we will devote ourselves to prayer that we will go after you, seek after you, that we will ask of you, and you will use us in ways that we cannot even fathom right now, in ways that we cannot even imagine right now. I pray that you will use us for the sake of Christ in this city, that we will be bold and courageous for the, with the gospel, that we will be faithful to you, that we will have great delight in Christ, that we will have joy in Jesus. And out of that joy and gladness and delight in Christ, we will, will be compelled to proclaim Christ, to help others to follow Jesus. Bless us in Christ, we pray. Amen.